Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Welcome back to Reading Bug Adventures. This week, it's a bonus full story episode of our ancient Roman adventure, a trip back in time to the city of Pompeii. It's that time of year again, and the Reading Bug can take care of all your holiday shopping needs. Please consider supporting our family-owned small business this year by shopping with us at thereadingbug.com. There, you can choose from millions of books and gifts, board games, recommendations from our staff, or even select a custom care package handpicked with love by me and the rest of our bookstore staff. You can even choose books from your favorite Reading Bug Adventures episodes at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. Or sign every young reader on your shopping list up for a perfectly personalized book subscription at readingbugbox.com. Books are selected and delivered each month to match the unique interests and reading level of every subscriber, like only an independent bookstore like ours can do. Subscribe today to make sure your first box arrives on time. A big thank you to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for every Reading Bug Adventures episode, and to Zencaster, which we use for remote recording during these challenging times. And of course, a great big thanks to our sponsors and to all of you for helping us continue to make this podcast. It takes a lot of time to write and record every episode and every song, and we couldn't do it without your help. A big thank you and hello to all of our patrons. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron, support our work, and hear your name shouted out on a future episode, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Okay, reader, are you ready to go on another exciting adventure with me and the reading bug? Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly! It's time for a reading bug adventure! It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Reader, hello! You made it, and just in time, too. The Reading Bug and I were just about to discuss today's adventure. Hi, Reader! I'm so glad to see you, and so glad you're here to adventure with us. But, where will we be adventuring to? Do you know what kind of adventure the reading bug has planned? Me neither. I guess we'd better ask then, hadn't we? Reading bug, it's time for the big reveal. Where are we headed on our adventure today? I'm not going to tell you just yet. What's the fun in that? But I will tell you this much. When today's adventure is done, I'm sure we'll be saying Veni Vidi Adventi. Veni Vidi Adventi? What is that, Reading Bug? A magic spell? We're not going on another magic adventure today, are we? That's a really good guess, Lauren, but it's not another magic adventure, although I'm sure it'll be magical. All our adventures are. Reader, do you have a guess? Hurry, we've got to Carpe Diem and get on our way. Carpe Diem? 
whatever does that mean? <laughs> How about I give you a few more hints? I'll tell you the titles of the books I brought with me in my book bag, and you can guess where we'll be going. Okay, Reading Bug, that would be great. You mean it would be Magnus. <laughs> Here. Today I brought Roman Myths by Fiona MacDonald, The Thrifty Guide to Ancient Rome by Jonathan W. Stokes, and Ranger in Time, Danger in Ancient Rome by Kate Messner. Those books all have something in common, don't they, reader? I also brought Time Warp Trio Number 9, See You Later, Gladiator, by John Szeska, Magic Treehouse Fact Tracker, Ancient Rome and Pompeii, by Mary Pope Osborne and Natalie Pope Boyce, and 50 Things You Didn't Know About Ancient Rome, by Sean O'Neill. Ancient Rome? <gasps> Is that where we're going today, Reading Bug? Yes, yes, yes! Lauren, that's it! We're taking an awesome adventure to ancient Rome today. That's incredible, Reading Bug. What an exciting and interesting adventure. But what about all those funny words you were saying? Carpe diem? Seize the day. And veni, vidi, adventi? I came, I saw, I adventured. Oh, you mean like veni, vidi, vici, which means I came, I saw, I conquered, right? Yes, that's a famous phrase in Latin, a classic language that was spoken by ancient Romans. That particular phrase, veni vidi vici, was first said by one of the most notorious military leaders of all time, Julius Caesar, an ancient Roman general, after he won a famous battle. But you said Latin is a classic language. Does that mean no one speaks it anymore? Well, people study it, and English, French, Spanish, and Italian are all based on the Latin language used by Romans. But no one really speaks it anymore. And although we speak English, there are lots of Latin words and phrases that we use all the time. Do any of these sound familiar? De facto, bona fide, impromptu, ad hoc, etc.? Sure. I recognize some of those. They're all Latin words? Yep. There's even Latin on the money we use in the United States. Take a look. See? It says e pluribus unum, which means out of many, one. You're right. There it is. Latin. Look, reader. Incredible. Ancient Rome was, well, ancient, but we're still using parts of their language. It definitely was ancient, Lauren. The books I've been reading say that the city of Rome was founded in 753 BC and that the Roman Empire didn't end until 476 AD. Do you remember what BC and AD mean, Lauren? I think so. Do you, reader? BC means before Christ? That's all the years before Jesus was born. It's also sometimes called BCE, or Before Common Era. And AD means Anno Domini. Which is Latin for, in the year of our Lord. In other words, AD means the year that followed after the birth of Jesus. This year, the year 2020, is 2020 years after the birth of Jesus. Right. So, 476 AD when the Roman Empire ended, is more than 1,500 years ago. That really is ancient. Yes. And the Roman Empire was big, too. Ancient Rome covered a huge part of the world. I read that, in less than 300 years, that armies of Rome conquered most of Western Europe, Britain, and much of North Africa and the Middle East. So there's a whole lot we can see and do on this adventure, which is why I thought it made such a great choice. Exciting. So, what part of ancient Rome are we visiting then, Reading Bug? Well, I thought about going to see the gladiators fight in the Colosseum in Rome, which opened in 80 AD. 
but that could be really, really dangerous. Gladiators were fearsome fighters. I also thought we might visit the Pantheon, a Roman temple that was completed almost 2,000 years ago and was dedicated to all the gods of Rome. The Pantheon had the largest dome ceiling of its kind at the time it was built, and it still is used today as a Catholic church. Did you say the Pantheon was dedicated to all the gods of Rome? Oh, yes. The ancient Romans worshipped many, many gods and goddesses that have now become a part of Roman mythology. Have you heard of Jupiter or Venus or Apollo or Neptune? They are all ancient Roman gods, and the Romans believed that if they maintained a good relationship with the gods and goddesses, the gods would be kind to them and protect them. You know, one of their gods, Mercury, protected travelers. Maybe he can protect us today. And what about Julius Caesar? Was he a god too? No, Julius Caesar was just a mortal, but a very famous one, known throughout all of ancient Rome. Did you know that in 48 AD, he fell in love with Cleopatra, the queen of Egypt? You know, we could also visit Rome after Caesar wins wars all over the world. I heard that when he returned from wars, his parade included a giraffe and 40 elephants carrying torches in their trunks, and that Caesar rode in a four-horse chariot with his face painted red like the Roman god Jupiter. Wouldn't that be a sight to see? It sure would. So, what did you decide? Where are we adventuring? Today, we're headed for the city of Pompeii, a thriving city located about 150 miles from the heart of ancient Rome's biggest city, Rome. We should be able to see many incredible Roman innovations there. Like what, Reading Bug? The ancient Romans contributed an astonishing amount to human civilization. In addition to their language, Romans had the most advanced medicine in the ancient world. And our modern government, literature, law, architecture, sports, military structure, holidays, art, and poetry also owe a lot to the Roman culture. Sounds great. I can't wait to visit. Not so fast, Lauren. There were some really bad things that happened in ancient Rome, too. Romans kept slaves. Roman gladiators fought each other for sport. Crime and disease were rampant everywhere. And fires were an everyday occurrence. Visiting ancient Rome could be very, very dangerous. We'll need to be prepared for anything. You're right, Bug. While it sounds like our trip may be mostly sightseeing, we should all stretch out to make sure our bodies are limber and ready for any dangers we may encounter. Let's all stretch together, reader. That's it. Go ahead and stand up, unless you're buckled into your car seat or tucked into your bed, and wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Ooh, much better. Thanks for those stretches. They really helped, didn't they, reader? You know, it's always a good idea to stretch before going on a long trip. Now, before we head off on our Roman adventure, I hope you remembered to bring some paper and crayons with you, reader. I don't think we'll be able to find any paper or crayons in ancient Rome. Don't be so sure. An ancient Roman scholar wrote one of the first accounts of drawing with wax crayons. Wow, crayons? Ancient Romans really did contribute a lot to civilization, reading bug. But still... Better to bring crayons with you than have to find them once we're there. Right, reader? With your crayons and paper, you can draw pictures of all the things we see and do on our adventure today. Pictures are how we retell the story of our adventures once we've returned. 
just like the illustrators of our favorite books. And I'm sure that today's story is going to be colossal. As we travel through ancient Rome, think about what you want to draw, capturing the most important parts of our adventure for your friends and family to see when we're all done. You can draw anything you want and create a story that's all your own. At the end of today's adventure, we'll take time to draw the pictures that are in our imaginations. But, of course, you can color anytime you want by pausing our podcast. Okay. Now, if everyone is ready, to Jupiter, the great Roman god of the sky, on your wisdom today we will definitely rely. To Jupiter's wife, protector of women, Juno, wherever you take us today, we will gladly follow. To Mercury, who cares for those who travel far from home, please watch and protect us on our trip to ancient Rome. And now, magic book bag, take us away, way back in time to ancient Rome today. Look, reader, the reading bug is opening her book bag, and it's growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Inside, all kinds of pictures and words are swirling around. A magic mix of all the books about ancient Rome that the reading bug has brought with her. Over there, I see a large, round, open theater that looks kind of like a big football stadium. It's filled with cheering people, and in the middle, there are big, muscular men with armor and swords and shields. I see soldiers mounted on giant elephants parading through the city streets and men and women relaxing in large pools of water. There are lots of new words out there for us to learn, too. Words like amphitheater, atrium, thermopolium, chariot, gladiator, ludi, retarius, secutor, and patrician. And, oh no, look, I see a volcano with smoke and fire spewing angrily from the top. Were there volcanoes in ancient Rome, reading bug? I can't wait for this adventure any longer. Let's flap our bug wings together and fly. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Here we go! The lights are flashing and the pictures and words are circling all around us as the book bag carries us away to ancient Rome. Look, reader, my watch is moving backwards as we lift off from the ground and fly backwards in time. Everything below us is quickly fading away. Cars, planes, buildings, streets, they're all gone. And they're being replaced with forests, rivers, meadows, hills, and oceans as we travel further and further back in time. With no electric lights or cell phones or traffic, it's very peaceful, isn't it, reader? It looks like it may be early morning because the sun is just rising in the eastern part of the sky. And there, down below us, I see a town located close to the slopes of a large mountain and overlooking a body of water. It must be Pompeii. I can see streets, but no cars, just people walking and a few horses, and camels, and look, an elephant, right in the middle of the road. There are also carts, or chariots, pulled by horses. Now look, as we get closer, I can see more details. Can you, reader? The buildings here are mostly white, and they're not tall like buildings we see in cities in modern day, only one or two stories tall, except for that building. Look! 
It's a huge, oval-shaped structure with no roof. It looks like it could be a football stadium, but it's into the ground, and the seats are all made of stone. The seats are filled with people. Oh, and listen, they're all cheering. I wonder what they're cheering for. Whatever it is, we're about to find out. The book bag is headed right for it. It sure is. Hold on tight, reader. We're coming in for a landing. Reader, reading bug, we're here. And listen, the crowd is still cheering. Maybe it's a football or a baseball game or a show. I love shows. Let's hop out and see what everyone is so excited about. I'm right behind you, and I'm so, so excited to see all the sights I've been reading about. Follow me. Lauren, Reader, watch out! Reading Bug, what is it? What's the ma- Oh. Uh, Wait, Uh, wait a second. Whoa, Uh, watch out! Reading Bug, Reader, what was that? It was a man. At least, I think it was a man. A really, really big man, carrying a shiny trident. Wow, I thought he was swinging his trident at you, but he ran right past us. And a good thing, too, because his trident has three very pointy tips at the top. He sure was in a hurry. I wonder where he was running to. Uh, Lauren, I don't think he was running to anything. He was running from that. That? What do you mean, Reading Bug? (gasps) Oh, that is, is that a bear? Yes, and it's enormous, and it's wearing armor around its huge muscular body. Reading Pug, where are we? On one side of us is a massive warrior with a sharpened trident, and on the other is a very angry bear. This isn't what I expected Pompeii to be like. And look, the enormous cheering crowd is all around. There must be thousands of people here, seated in stands, stretching way up into the sky, and all looking down at us. It's like a giant stone football stadium, and we're on the field with all the people watching from the stands. Gladiator! What? Gladiator, right behind you! Watch out! Gladiator, what's up? Whoa! Easy, big guy. We're not any danger to you. Reader, reading bug. Just look how enormous he is! He's easily two feet taller than me and bulging with muscles everywhere. He has scars right across his arms and face, and I think he's missing part of his right ear, and several teeth too. And he looks really, really angry. Lauren, I think I've figured out where we are. Really, Bug? Where? We're in ancient Rome, all right. But the book bag has landed in a very, very dangerous spot. We're in some sort of sports stadium and right in the middle of a gladiator battle. A gladiator battle? That doesn't sound good. But what's the bear doing in here? There are many different kinds of gladiators in ancient Rome. And this guy is a retarius, or net fighter. He only wears loincloth and an arm guard that extends to his shoulder and covers the left side of his chest. He doesn't have a helmet, only a three-pointed staff and a net. Only the biggest and bravest gladiators could become a retarius. This is all you have for me? Two puny sorcerers and a rabid bear? Is there no greater challenge for calculus? The greatest living gladiator! 
I'll take care of you first. Uh, then the bear. Take care of us? I'm guessing you don't mean that in a nice way, do you? I mean take care of you with the tip of my trident. That's what the crowd is here to see. No, please wait. Put down your trident. We're not here to fight. Can we please just talk about this? I don't think he's interested in talking, Lauren. I'd recommend running. Back into the book bag. Good idea, Reading Bug. We're in a lot of danger here. Reader, follow me. Back into the book bag. This ordinary little bag? Is this what you're looking for? <laughs> you should have brought something bigger and more powerful if you hope to defeat me, Calculus! Is this the source of your magic, wizards? Well, yes, sort of. I'll take it, then. Now, prepare to meet your doom. No, not my book bag. We need that. Bear! Reader, reading bug, look out! Lauren, reader, run! The gladiator didn't see the bear until it was too late. The bear attacked him, but look, he's fighting back. It's only a matter of time before the gladiator or the bear, or both of them, come after us again. Keep running! But where are we running to? Look, we made it to the side of this arena, but all the gates are closed and locked. We're trapped. Keep trying, we have to get out of here. Over here, quickly. Reader, Raiding Bug, look. A small girl is calling to us from behind the gate up ahead. It's our only hope, run for it. We made it! We're out of the arena! Thank you! Whoever you are. My name is Barita. Quickly, this way! We must hide! They'll be looking for you. No one escapes the arena! You heard her, Reader. Keep running! Lead the way, Barita! Inside here! You'll be safe! Inside! Quickly, Reader! Now, help me close the door! Great work! Wow, that sure was close! Oh, Barita! How can we ever thank you enough? You saved us! Only temporarily, I'm afraid. We are all in terrible trouble. It was not you I was planning to save today. You see, I came to Pompeii Amphitheater today to try and save my brother Vindex from certain death. What do you mean? Save your brother from certain death? My brother Vindex is a gladiator, known as a secutor. He was to fight in his first battle today. Gladiator? Secutor? Amphitheater? I'm afraid you've lost me, Barita. Lauren, gladiators fought in large stadiums, or amphitheaters, as a form of entertainment in ancient Rome. An amphitheater is an open oval building with a central field that is surrounded by tiers of seats for spectators. Like you said, it's kind of like a football stadium. The guy who stole my book bag is a gladiator. Gladiators fight other gladiators, or sometimes wild animals like the bear we saw to entertain the crowds. But why would anyone choose to fight a wild animal? Some gladiators fought for fame and money, but most didn't have a choice. They were slaves, people who were owned by other people, often because they were taken captive when their country was defeated by the Romans in battle. Those slaves fought to make their owners rich. Exactly. My brother Vindex and I once lived with our parents on a farm in a country nearby, but our father was killed in battle run through with a sword while fighting the Romans, and our mother died of tuberculosis shortly afterwards. The Romans took both my brother and me as slaves. 
We were taken in chains to Rome, where they placed wooden signs with prices around our necks, and there I was purchased by Marcus Numistrius Fronto as a gift for his wife, my mistress, Eumachia. My brother is muscular from working my father's farm, was purchased and sent to train to become a gladiator. He has been training day and night, and today was to have been his first battle. But by the curse of Jupiter, he was to fight against the greatest gladiator of all time, Calculus. The gladiator with the trident? And the scars? And all those muscles? And the missing teeth? And the bad attitude? Yes, him. That's the mean, scary gladiator that tried to take care of us. That's right. He's the best in all of Rome. He has never lost a battle. Some say he is a demigod, the son of one of the gods. Whoa! Uh, What's going on? The earth is shaking all around us. Reader, hold on to something. Uh, uh, Barita, I think it's an earthquake. Yes, my mistress says that Vulcan is angry again. Vulcan? That's the ancient Roman god of fire and volcanoes, Lauren. Yes, he is the son of Jupiter, the king of the gods, and Juno, queen of the gods. He was born small, red, and angry, crying loudly and upsetting his mother. She was so upset that she threw him from the top of Mount Olympus. I read that. In both Roman and Greek mythology, Mount Olympus is the home of the gods. Yes, Vulcan fell from Olympus for an entire day and night, landing in the sea and breaking his leg. He has been furious with his parents ever since, and he often throws tantrums that make the earth tremble and fires erupt. People in Pompeii have begun to believe that Calculus may be the son of Vulcan. Calculus's skill and power and his anger are legendary. He is undefeated in the arena, victorious against criminals, other famous gladiators, and even wild animals. And as his legend grows, the earth has begun to tremble more frequently and more fiercely, almost as if Vulcan is celebrating Calculus's victories. If Calculus really is a demigod, then no wonder he is undefeated as a gladiator. Exactly. I became so concerned that my brother would not win his fight against Calculus that this morning, when my mistress sent me on an errand, I escaped and ran to Pompeii Amphitheater to try to rescue my brother. I had hoped to rescue him so that we could run away from our slave owners together. But when I saw you in peril in the arena, I chose to rescue you instead. Except now, I fear my brother may be doomed. Oh, Oh, Barita, please don't cry. My name is Lauren, and this is the Reading Bug and our reader friend. If your brother is still alive, we will help you find him. It's the least we can do after you bravely saved us. And we'll need to get my book bag back from that enormous brute calculus, too. Thank you. With any luck, the gods will keep Vindic safe. But if we are to rescue him, we must change our appearance. Quickly. After your escape, everyone will be looking for you. And you're wearing... Whatever it is that you're wearing. Those strange clothes will stand out anywhere. Okay, but where are we to find different clothing? I know just the place. I'm sure we can find clothing for you there. But we will need to leave the amphitheater, which could be very risky. Everyone must be looking for us now, even as we speak. You will need to follow me, carefully and cautiously. Help me open this door. Okay, Barita. Reader, let's open the door. 
but we can't make a sound. Ready? Great! Yes! There is the exit! Just 20 feet down the hallway and through the arch on the left. Do you see it? Yes, I see it! This way! Follow me! Oh no! Shh! I think someone's coming. It sounds like calculus. Raider, reading bug, be very quiet. Come out, come out, wherever you are. <laughs> by Vulcan, I'll get my revenge for having been made a fool of by these scrawny pests. When I find you, you'll be back in the arena with me. And this time, there will be no escape. <laughs> now, where could they be hiding? Oh no, did you hear? It's just as I feared. We shall all have to fight calculus if we're caught. We'll perish for sure. Yes, I heard. But the good news is that if calculus is busy looking for us, then he won't be fighting anyone else today, which means that there's still some time to save your brother, Burita. By Jupiter. You're right, Bug. Vindix is spared. For now, anyway. If we are to save Vindix, we must escape the amphitheater and change our clothing. We must hurry and get out of here. While calculus searches in the opposite direction, follow me quickly down the hall and through the arch. Are you ready? As ready as we'll ever be. Right, reader? Let's race out of here with Burita and hope we can avoid being seen by calculus. I think we can make it if we run very quickly. Follow me. Reader, reading bug, let's go. <sighs> we made it. We're out of the amphitheater. Now, quickly follow me this way. Just through here. Don't let anyone see you in those clothes, or we'll be stopped for sure. Okay, Burita, lead the way. Reading bug, look, Burita is running towards a large building, taller than any of the others nearby. And it has a large, rounded roof on top. Oh, where are we going, Burita? That's the Stabian Baths in the center of town. I've been with my mistress many times before. Baths? Yes. In ancient Rome, there were bathhouses like this one in every city. Men and women would gather. The baths were for the rich and poor alike. And Roman Diary, the Journal of Iliona, Young Slave, by Richard Platt, it says it costs just a quadrants, Rome's smallest coin, to enter the bath and soak all afternoon. That's right. It is the center of our community, where people work out, relax, and meet with their neighbors. The bathhouses are dedicated to Minerva, who is the goddess of the baths, as well as the goddess of wisdom. People visit the baths to beg for justice from Minerva. They bring her precious gifts and throw coins into the pools to ask for her blessing. Lauren, reader, people on the streets are beginning to stare. I think we're being noticed. Run faster! Quickly, follow me through this door. But won't we be seen by everyone inside? No, this is the door for slaves, so that we can assist our masters and mistresses. Helping them change, bringing them oils and towels. Quickly! Oh, wow! Burita! It's beautiful in here! The ceilings are high and arched and painted with intricate designs. I think I read that those designs are called mosaics, Lauren. The pictures are made from tiny pieces of marble, put together to make the design. That's right. Now we need to make our way to the apoditarium, which is where bathers change out of their clothing. We should be able to find a change of clothes for all of us. Oh, great idea, Burita. Quickly, the abodatarium is just this way. Follow me. See? Clothing for everyone. Reader, look! Burita was right! 
There's clothing everywhere in here. From all the bathers who have changed to use the baths. We have no time to waste. I'm sure we were seen as we raced to the baths, and someone is sure to come looking for us in short order. Quickly, change into these clothes, like me. Reader, look at these clothes. They look like blankets or sheets. Nothing like I'd wear back at home. Although they do look very nice on you, Barita. Both men and women regularly wore tunics in ancient Rome. It's kind of like a simple dress. It fits over your head and is tied around your waist. Ew! I think there's something wrong with this one. It stinks! It looks clean and white, but it's really smelly. What do you mean, smelly? I mean, yuck! Smell! Lauren, reader, in modern times, we use bleach and yummy-smelling detergents to make our cloth white. But in ancient Rome, they used the chemicals in pee to bleach fabric white. That's what you're smelling. Pee? You mean like... Yep, pee. Oh! Well, reader, I guess we'll just need to put on these tunics and... hold our noses. <laughs> Great job. Hurry! Okay. On top of their tunics, men wore togas like these. It's like a large bedsheet that you drape around your body. And women? Women would wear a stola, like this one. It's pretty much like a dress. Here you go, Lauren. Are you getting dressed too, reader? Great! You'll need to swap out your shoes for these sandals. Nobody wore sneakers in ancient Rome. Excellent! You look just like ancient Romans now. Just a bit more work, and I believe we'll be able to blend in. Thank you for your assistance. Now, which way did they go? Oh no! It's Calculus! He's found us! And it's another earthquake! Hold on to something! These tremors are worse than ever today, but they are still quite small, so don't worry. We haven't had a big earthquake in Pompeii for 17 years. 17 years? What year was that, Burita? That was 62 AD. The earthquake toppled the Temple of Jupiter. Reader, what is 62 plus 17? That's right. 62 plus 17 is 79. So it must be 79 AD right now, right? That's right, Reading Bug. Oh, no. Oh, no? Brita, what day is it? Why, it's the 24th day of the month of August, of course. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, no, oh, no. Lauren, reader, don't you see? We're in Pompeii on August 24th, 79 AD. That's the day that Mount Vesuvius erupts. That's why we've been feeling the earthquakes. The volcano is about to blow its top and cover everything and everybody in ash and rock. It's a terrible historic tragedy for all of Pompeii. We need to get out of here. Buried? Uh, that's awful. Uh, but Reading Bug, we can't get out of here. We don't have the book bag. And besides, we can't leave Burita and Vindix. We have to warn them and get them out of here too, before it's too late. They're in the apoditarium, you say? Why, thank you. <laughs> I've got you now. I'm afraid we may have more pressing problems, Reading Bug. Calculus is heading this way. He's found us. Reader, how are we going to avoid Calculus, get out of the bass, find the book bag, rescue Vindix, and warn everyone about the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in time? Can you help us figure out what to do? Great idea, Reading Bug. Reader, I'm going to pause our adventure right here while you think of ways to get us out of this predicament and escape from Calculus again. 
I'm going to pause our adventure for a brief message about today's sponsor. Don't go anywhere. The Reading Bug and I will be right back in just one minute. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures was sponsored by Scholastic and their exciting new book, The Ichabog, from the author of the Harry Potter series. The Ichabog tells the story of a tiny kingdom of cornucopia and the mysterious legend of a monster living in its marshlands. I cannot wait to read this new fairy tale. Whoa, Reading Bug, I agree. (laughs) I'm so excited to pick up this book now, too. And did you know that it was illustrated by 34 kids? Wow, where are they from? Across the United States and Canada. They provided illustrations based on the chapter they read. Just like the illustrations we draw after every Reading Bug adventure. Yes, and the Ichabog sounds amazing. It's an original fairy tale that will captivate readers of every age. It's fast-paced, funny, and inventive. Telling the story of a fictional kingdom, its rulers, its brave citizens, and the fearsome Ichabod. A monster that lurks out of sight somewhere in the kingdom's marshlands, and hope against all odds. A fearsome monster? Yes, yes, yes! Stories about Ichabod have been passed down through generations in Cornucopia. Some say he breathes fire, spits poison, and roars through the mist. In the story, the myth takes on a life of its own in this thrilling adventure of a tale of two children who embark on a journey to untangle the truth as to where the great monster lies and bring happiness to the kingdom of Cornucopia once more. Sounds like a great story and an extra fun read aloud for the whole family over this holiday season. I'm really excited to recommend the Ichabog to all of our listeners. Thank you to Scholastic for their support. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Reader, you're back! And not a moment too soon. Yeah, we're in big, big trouble, and we need your help. I'm really glad to see you. We've had an action-filled adventure in ancient Rome so far. The Reading Bug's book bag landed us in the Pompeii Amphitheater in the middle of a gladiator battle. But things are just about to get even more dangerous here. The Reading Bug just realized that today is the day that the volcano, Mount Vesuvius, erupts and covers the city of Pompeii in lava and ash. That's right. My magic book bag brought us back in time to the city of Pompeii in ancient Rome on August 24th, 79 AD. 
the same day as the devastating volcanic eruption. Lauren, reader, I've read all about this tragic day. The entire city of Pompeii will soon be destroyed. Pompeii destroyed? But, by Juno, how could you possibly know that? Barita, there's not much time to explain. We're not ordinary adventurers, as you may have been able to tell from the clothing we were wearing. We're in grave, grave danger. Another earthquake! Reader, Barita, hold on! We need to get moving now. If we don't act quickly and figure out a way to get my book bag back, we'll be stuck here when the volcano erupts and the city is destroyed. Your book bag? That's right. The Reading Bug's book bag is gone. It was taken by the terrifying gladiator we met in the amphitheater, Calculus. We have to get it back. We also have to help save our friend, Barita, and her brother, Vindix. It's because of Barita's quick thinking that we were able to escape the arena and the battle with Calculus. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Oh no, it's him, Calculus. He's right outside. Reader, we're stuck inside the Stabian Baths. Barita took us here to find a change of clothing that would help us fit in in ancient Rome. But now, Calculus discovered that we're here. What should we do? We were able to escape once, but I'm not sure we'll be able to escape again. And if Calculus catches us, he's vowed to fight us. It all seems hopeless. Barita, what should we do now? Shh! He's almost here. Oh, Minerva, goddess of wisdom, please give my friends and me the wisdom to outwit Calculus and escape. I am sorry that I have no gifts or money to offer, but I ask you, humbly, for your help nonetheless. Lauren, reader, remember... Minerva is a Roman goddess, and public baths like this one were built as places to worship her. That's right. But can Minerva really help us? That's it. Yes, I have an idea. Lauren, here. Quickly, put this veil over your head to cover your face. I will do the same. That's a great idea, Barita. Lauren, reader, married women wore veils over their faces in ancient Rome. It's a long shot, but maybe Calculus won't recognize you if he can't see your face. I know that you three are in the apoditarium. I'm right outside. <laughs> there is no escape. Come out now and bravely face your fate, or else I'm coming in after you. I'll give you to the count of three. One. Oh no. Reader, do you really think this veil will work? Two. We don't have any other options, Lauren. Any second, Calculus will barge in here to find us. If he captures us, we'll never be able to find Vindix, warn the people of Pompeii, or take my book bag back from Calculus so that we can get back home. You're right, Reading Bug. Okay, I'm putting on the veil now. With our new ancient Roman clothing in this veil, our only hope is that we'll be completely unrecognizable when Calculus barges in. Three! Ha <laughs> ha I see you're playing games with me. Well, you may have escaped me once, but no one defeats the mighty gladiator Calculus. I'm coming in. Aha! Oh, oh, oh no, no, I'm, ah, uh, I'm so terribly sorry to have barged in like that, ma'am. I, uh... You see, I was looking for three escapees from the Pompeii Amphitheater. 
dangerous and dastardly escapees, but I, uh, well, that's neither here nor there. I'm very, very sorry to have bothered you. Thorin, Barita, Reader, your disguise has worked. He doesn't recognize you at all. Now, all you need to do is find a way around him so we can get out of here. Well, I never. You should be ashamed barging into the apoditarium like that. I don't care who you are or who you're looking for. Didn't your parents teach you any manners? Now then, if you would please just step aside, my friends and I will be leaving. I said, move, you brute! Oh, yes, of course. I'm very, very sorry. Here you go. Thank you. Lauren, reader, reading bug, follow me. Wait. Just one second. Uh-oh. You, uh, you haven't seen any escapees around here, have you? A slave girl and two others in, um, uh, very strange clothing? We, uh, we most certainly have not. We will be leaving now, won't we, reader? Good day. You were incredible, Lauren. Blessings to Minerva. You completely fooled him. Not that it takes much. Calculus may have many muscles, but he has very little wisdom. <laughs> now, we must keep walking slowly and confidently towards the exit. If we can reach the street outside, we may just escape with our lives. Wait! Again? You wouldn't mind, uh, removing your veils for me, would you? Our, uh, our veils? <laughs> but why? How dare you remove our veils in the presence of you? Never. My husband will be hearing about this. Now please, leave us alone. We must be heading home. Of course, of course. I'm terribly sorry, and, um, you need not tell your husbands. Good day. Barita, that was amazing. You stood up to that bully and completely fooled him. Just a bit further to the exit. Keep walking and don't look back. We made it! Great work, everyone. I thought Calculus had cornered us for sure, but we escaped. We sure did, but Calculus still has my magic book bag. We need to find a way to get it back, and quickly. You're right, Reading Bug. We need a plan. Whoa, stay close as we walk, Reader. There are people everywhere on the streets here. Yes. It will be easier to blend in with the crowds here, especially with our new clothing. It would also be easy to get separated from one another and lost. So let's be sure to stick together. I read that many ancient Roman cities were packed with people. Rome was even more crowded than Pompeii. It was the first city in history to reach one million inhabitants. The next city to reach that size was London, nearly 2,000 years later. Is it just me? Or is something really, really stinky here? I think I might be sick. It smells so bad. My eyes are watering from the smell. Ew. And what did I just step in? Please, no time to stop. Let's all keep walking. Calculus is sure to figure out his mistake soon. Lauren, there are lots and lots of people living in Pompeii. Plus all their mules, cows, goats, and horses. And you know what that means. What? It means a lot of waste, Lauren. You know, garbage and toilets. 
Remember, this is ancient Rome, 2,000 years ago. The Romans were extremely innovative. They even invented a system of aqueducts through the city, used to move fresh water from rivers or lakes. They were made from a series of pipes, tunnels, canals, and bridges, but the aqueducts were still very primitive compared to the plumbing and public works we have in modern times. They don't have any modern toilets or garbage disposals or waste management here. You mean? Yes. These streets are full of... Gross! Don't say it, please. The earthquakes are getting worse. We must hurry. The volcano could erupt at any minute. That's right, Lauren. But you wouldn't know it from just looking at it, would you? Look, that's Mount Vesuvius just over there. You mean that large mountain? That doesn't look like a volcano. Well, it is. But until today, Mount Vesuvius hadn't erupted in the last 700 years. So the people of Pompeii never imagined another terrible eruption was possible. That's awful. Do all volcanoes just suddenly erupt like this one did? Nope. In What Was Pompeii by Jim O'Connor, it says that there are three different kinds of volcanoes. Active volcanoes are the ones that erupt regularly. There's an active volcano on the island of Hawaii called Kilauea that has been erupting for the past 30 years. Then there are volcanoes called dormant volcanoes. Dormant means sleeping, and those volcanoes have not erupted for the past 10,000 years, although they still show some volcanic activity. Yellowstone in Wyoming is a dormant volcano. And finally, there are extinct volcanoes. These volcanoes are unlikely to ever erupt again. Unfortunately, Mount Vesuvius is active, as we're all about to find out. I really don't want to be nearby when it erupts. Do you, reader? No! The stories say that the Mount Vesuvius eruption shot a column of dark ash 15,000 feet into the sky. The ash and hot rocks from the eruption rained down on Pompeii for the next two days and buried the city in more than 60 feet of ash. That's taller than a five-story building! But we still haven't been able to get your magic book bag from Calculus, Reading Bug. How are we going to get out of here before the volcano erupts? What are we going to do? Hurry! This way, we're nearly there. Rita, where are we going now? We're going to gladiator school. Gladiator school? But, Barita, there's no time to train to become gladiators. Mount Vesuvius is about to erupt. No, not to train, Lauren. To find Vindex. I cannot leave Pompeii without him. The only reason I'm here today is to save him. And I won't leave without him. Lauren, reader, Barita, don't look now, but I think we're being followed. Followed? Oh no! Is it Calculus? Has he found us? No, although he is pretty large and really, really fast. He's catching up to us quickly. Should we run? Oh no! What should we do, Barita? Reading Bug, what does the man following us look like? He's dressed in a tunic and wearing a strange pair of sandals that look like they have wings on them. He's also wearing a hat with large white wings sticking out from the top. Wings? On his sandals and cap? Is he carrying a winged staff as well? Yes. Yes, he is, Burita. How did you know? By all the gods of Olympus, it cannot be. What do you mean, it cannot be? Who is that, Burita? If all you're describing is true, Reading Bug, that must be the god Mercury. Mercury? The god of travelers? Yes and he is also the messenger god. Messenger god? 
Reading bug, reader, Marita, do you think maybe Mercury has a message for us? I have no idea, Lauren, but I think we're about to find out. Here he comes now. Marita, Lauren, reading bug, reader, I found you at last. Listen to me carefully. You must heed this warning before it is too late. Vulcan is angry. He is battling with Jupiter and Juno, and all of Pompeii is in danger. Yes, we know. Mount Vesuvius will erupt today. That is correct, and Vulcan's son, Calculus, will stop at nothing to make sure it does. You must warn the people of Pompeii and help them find safety. But, but we can't. Calculus has the reading bug's book bag, and we can't leave without it. In that case, you may need to stand up to Calculus today. Here, take this. Read it well. A scroll? A message. Please heed its advice. And may the gods look favorably on you today. Thank you for your help. Now go! Save the people of Pompeii from Vulcan's wrath! But wait! We can't do it alone! We need your help! He's gone. Incredible. A visit from Mercury himself. The god of travelers here to help protect you. Travelers in ancient Rome. But what does his message say? I don't know. Let me open the scroll and read it. Here. It says, Don't ever be afraid to favor wisdom over force. Think clearly of the consequences your actions might endorse. You needn't swing a fist or sword. I think we can agree. Sometimes the best strategy is to turn around and flee. Don't wait for an eruption. Use wisdom. Don't blow your top. You have the power in you to cause a clash to stop. Don't let anger overtake you or fury cloud your vision. Help save the people of Pompeii. Sign Minerva, goddess of wisdom. From Minerva herself? Yes, that's what it says. But don't wait for an eruption. Don't blow your top. What does it mean? I think the message means that sometimes anger can overwhelm you and cause you to make bad decisions. Has anyone ever made you angry, reader? Right. And sometimes when we're angry, we say or do things we later regret, don't we? Minerva is telling us that it is better to use wisdom and even to walk away from a fight than to let anger influence your actions. When you've had enough The anger is real You don't know what you feel Your head feels hot Don't blow your top Let the feelings flow But let the anger go Hey buddy, it's okay Hey, what do you say? Let's take a deep breath And count it away One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten And if it doesn't work Then you count to ten again it's hard to know how to let feelings go, how to know what's right and talk without a fight. Don't use your fists, you get the gist. There's nothing to fear, let's work it out right here. Hey buddy, it's okay, hey what do you say? Let's take a deep breath and count it away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if it doesn't work, then you count to ten again. 
problems to the table. Work it out, break it down, resolve it if you're able. You have the power when things go sour to reason with each other. Treat someone you meet just like a sister or a brother. Hey, buddy, it's okay. Hey, what do you say? Let's take a deep breath and count it away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if it doesn't work, then you count to ten again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We can make it work. There's nothing we can't do as friends. Yes. That makes sense. Minerva is a goddess of wisdom and defensive war. Unlike Vulcan, who enjoys violence, Minerva is peaceful and strategic. But I don't understand. How is that supposed to help us today, of all days? Minerva must have sent the message for a reason. But why? I'm not sure. But perhaps Findix will know. Findix? Yes. Here, we have arrived at the Gladiator Training Grounds. We must find Vindix and ask for his help. Oh, reading bug. Reader, look! In the open space in front of us, several gladiators are fiercely battling one another. Yes, they're continuing their training. I think they're expecting the fights to continue today. But which one is Vindix? They're all dressed the same. I'd recognize my brother anywhere. That's him just ahead of us. See the purple ribbon tied around his arm? That ribbon belonged to our mother. Look, reader, Vindix is quick and agile, but smaller than many of the other gladiators. Like the other gladiators, he's wearing a helmet that covers his entire face. He's also wearing armor on his body, leg plates to protect his legs, and metal armor across his chest and one of his arms. And he's fighting with both a sword and a shield. Reader, remember, Calculus didn't have any armor at all, and he didn't have a shield either, just a trident and a net. Yes, there are many different kinds of gladiators. Calculus is a gladiator called a retarius, and Vindix is a secutor. The secutor's clothing and weapon were developed to fight the retarius. Vindix gets to wear heavy armor and a helmet that covers his entire face, except for two small eye holes. The helmet protects his face from the prongs of the Retarius's trident. The helmet is also round and smooth so that the Retarius's neck cannot get a good grip on it. But even so, Calculus is so skilled and so powerful that young Vindix shouldn't be much of a challenge for him when they finally face one another in the arena. Right now, the gladiators are just practicing, but when they enter the arena, they will have metal weapons. Burita? Burita, is that really you? But, but how can you be here? What about your mistress? Does she know you've come to see me? My dear brother Vindix, it's only a matter of time before my mistress discovers I'm missing. She sent me on an errand to buy bread, but I ran away to find you instead. On the way, I found these new friends. This is Lauren, the reading bug, and our reader friend. Hello, Vindix. It's nice to meet you. You don't sound like you're from around here. Hey, wait. You're the escaped fighters from the Pompeii Amphitheater, aren't you? Burita, tell me you didn't have something to do with their escape. Calculus will be furious. I was there to rescue you, Vindex. You cannot face Calculus in the arena today. He is so powerful. He has never been defeated. Don't worry about me today, little Burita. 
I have placed my fate in the hands of the gods. But you are in great danger. Calculus is looking for you, and if he finds you... We're all in danger, Vindix. That's why we're here. Sometime today, Mount Vesuvius will erupt and cover Pompeii in lava and ash. We need to get as many people to safety as possible and to escape. Erupt? But how? Never mind that. The reading bug is right. Mount Vesuvius will erupt today. Everyone needs to leave the city. But first, we need to find Calculus and rescue the reading bug's book bag. We need a plan. Whoa! I don't think we have time for a plan. Look! Oh no. Reader, look! It's Calculus! He's found us! <laughs> well, well, well. Would you look at what I found? Your costumes won't fool me this time. I know who you are. Calculus, we don't want to fight or anger you. We're all in danger. We just need our book bag back so we can get ourselves back home. Not a chance. The gods are growing impatient. It's time we finished our fight together. All of Pompeii will want to witness this gladiator match. Start the pompa! Alert the city that the battle will begin soon. All of Pompeii? But if everyone comes to the amphitheater, then no one will escape the volcano eruption. I think that's what Calculus wants, Reading Bug. Gladiator brethren, help bring these escapees to the amphitheater where they will fight me. The first one to bring them to me shall have their freedom. No, my gladiator brothers. We have trained bravely side by side. We have endured pain and sweat and unthinkable fear together. I know how much you want your freedom, but you mustn't be tempted by Calculus's charm or promises. He cares only for fame and glory, and not at all for your freedom or safety. My sister, Burita, and her friends came here to save us all. They have come to warn us that we are in danger. Vesuvius will soon erupt and bury the city. We must flee. Erupt? Ridiculous. There's barely a rumble. Not even a sign of smoke. Listen to this weak boy at your own peril. Help me or fight me. Those are your only options. Burita, you must help your friends retrieve their bag. I will stand against Calculus to give you the time you need. But work quickly. I fear I cannot hold him for long. Dear brother, these words are sent to us from Minerva herself. May her wisdom protect you from Calculus's fury. Don't be afraid to favor wisdom over force. Think clearly of the consequences your actions might endorse. You needn't swing a fist or sword. I think we can agree. Sometimes the best strategy is to turn around and flee. Don't wait for an eruption. Use wisdom. Don't blow your top. You have the power in you to cause a clash to stop. Thank you, dear sister. Calculus, your fight is with me and me alone. My gladiator brothers, run now and warn the people of Pompeii. We must get as many to safety as we can. Now is not the time to stand and fight, as we have been trained to do. It is the time to flee. Today, the strength you have built in the arena can be used to save countless men, women, and children. But you must be swift and strategic. Start at the amphitheater. 
The crowds there will be frightened, but they idolize the brave gladiators who risked their lives in the arena, and they will follow us if we can make them understand that we can lead them to safety. There are boats in the harbor that we can use to take them across the Bay of Naples. Come back as many times as you can. Save as many as you can. No! Wait! Come back! You! What have you done? By Vulcan, you'll pay for this. Lauren, Reader, Burita, look! Calculus is walking slowly towards Vindex with his net and his trident drawn. Draw your weapon, Vindex. No. No? You heard me. I shall not fight you today. But that is not your choice. For I will fight you! So be it. I put my fate in the hands of the gods. Barita, what is Vindex doing? I believe he is following the wisdom of Minerva. You needn't swing a fist or sword, she wrote. Don't blow your top. But he doesn't stand a chance against Calculus if he won't fight. No, Lauren. Remember, getting angry and fighting isn't going to help. When you've had enough, the anger is real. You don't know what you feel. Your head feels hot. Don't blow your top. Let the feelings flow, but let the anger go. Hey, buddy, it's okay. Hey, what do you say? Let's take a deep breath and count it away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if it doesn't work, then you count to ten again. It's hard to know how to let feelings go, how to know what's right, and talk without a fight. Don't use your fists, you get the gist. There's nothing to fear, let's work it out right here. Hey buddy, it's okay, hey what do you say? Let's take a deep breath and count it away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if it doesn't work, then you count to ten again. Walk it off, talk it out, bring problems to the table. Work it out, break it down, resolve it if you're able. You have the power when things go sour to reason with each other. Treat someone you meet just like a sister or a brother. Hey buddy, it's okay, hey, what do you say? Let's take a deep breath and count it away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if it doesn't work, then you count to ten again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We can make it work. There's nothing we can't do as friends. Fight me! Look, Lauren, the more Vindex refuses to get angry and fight, the angrier Calculus is getting. But he still isn't attacking Vindex. Fine. Here, we'll fight without weapons. I don't need anything to defeat you. Is that better? Will you fight me now? Look, Calculus has thrown down his net and his trident and is circling Vindix. He wants to fight using only his hands. His trident and net weren't the only thing he threw down, Lauren. Look, it's my book bag. Quickly, reading bug, grab it. Got it. Excellent work. Now, let's get out of here before it's too late. But what about Vindix and Burita? 
You get the book bag open, and we'll help Arita and Vindix, won't we, Reader? Reader, follow me. Let's quietly grab Calculus's net. Don't let him see you. Great job. Now, on the count of three, throw the net around Calculus's legs. One, two, three. Now! Hey! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> we got him! You'll pay for that just as soon as I can untangle myself. Vindix, Barita, quickly, into the book bag with us. It's growing big enough to fit all of us inside. I'm sorry. I cannot go with you. I must help save the people of the city of Pompeii. The volcano will erupt soon, and I cannot leave without warning as many people as possible. And I will go with you, brave sister. Lauren, reader, reading bug, thank you for your help. In the words of one of the greatest leaders, Julius Caesar, you may rightfully tell your family, Vinny Vidivici, you came, you saw, and you conquered the great Vesuvius. Because of you, many Pompeians will live to see another sun tomorrow. Thanks to each of you for what you've done today. But now, we must go. Conquered? Hey, get back here. You'll never conquer the greatest gladiator, Calculus! Quickly, into the book bag. We don't have another minute to spare. Three jumps, then into the book bag with me. One jump, two jumps, three jumps, and we're in! We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. We're going up, up, up into the sky. And not a moment too soon. I don't think we had very much time left before Mount Vesuvius erupted. I sure hope we were able to save some of the people who live there. We couldn't save everyone today, but I read in What Was Pompeii that before the eruption, there were almost 20,000 people living in Pompeii. Only about 2,000 were buried by the eruption inside the city on August 24th. I think it could have been a lot more if the gladiators in training hadn't decided to flee calculus and help warn everyone. After the eruption, years went by, and people forgot all about Pompeii. Many people thought that Pompeii was a myth, that it wasn't a real city at all. Kind of like Atlantis. Exactly, Lauren. But in 1738, a team of engineers arrived at the spot near where Pompeii had been located to build a museum for the king of Naples. The ground was too hard there, so they decided to try excavating in another spot. They soon realized that they had found a buried city, and the digging has continued off and on ever since. What an amazing story. What an incredible adventure. Thank you, Reading Bug. Of course. I'm glad you had fun, and even more glad that we were able to get out of there in time. And you were a huge help, Reader. We couldn't have done it without you. Reader, what parts of today's adventure will you remember most? What illustrations are you thinking about drawing? If you had fun on today's adventure and want to learn more about ancient Rome and the Roman gods, you can read any of the books in my book bag. A complete list can be found at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. Hey, we're back! You're right! We're back home having learned some really important lessons like, if you're feeling angry, try counting to ten to help control your emotions. Try it sometime, reader. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show... 
this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader, you're ready to learn about everything. As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. Thank you for adventuring with us today, reader. It's time to go now, but I can't wait to see you on our next Reading Bug Adventure. Goodbye. Bye-bye. It's a Reading Bug Adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations, too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures was sponsored by Sourcebooks and their new book, No Reading Aloud, the worst read-aloud book ever, by Raj Halder and Chris Carpenter, and illustrated by Bryce Gladfelter. Hey, Spelling Bee, can you spell aloud? Of course I can. A-L-L-O-W-E-D. You got it. And now, can you spell it a different way? A different way? What do you mean? Oh, wait, I think I've got it. Aloud. A-L-O-U-D. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. When two words that sound the same are spelled differently, that's called a homonym. Sure, reading bug. But, uh, why are you quizzing me? Oh, <laughs> sorry, Bee. I just picked up this fantastic new picture book by Raj Halder and Chris Carpenter called No Reading Aloud, the worst read-aloud book ever. The worst read-aloud book? Why would I ever want to read the worst read-aloud book ever? Because it's actually really, really great. No Reading Aloud places pairs of similar-sounding sentences together and illustrates them into two hilariously different ways. It illustrates how silly and absurd the English language can be. But have no fear, the illustrations by Bryce Gladfelter will give you all the clues you need to decipher the meaning behind the wily words. Oh boy, that does sound like fun. Let's get reading. Where can I get a copy of No Reading Aloud? You can purchase No Reading Aloud, the worst read aloud book ever at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore, B. Thanks to Sourcebooks for their ongoing support. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, and Brandon Savage, and by Bridget Losey and Rob DeCruz. Original music was written by me and my brother, Ross Gruet. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you.
Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. 